Jurassic Mysteries, a special Patreon-only podcast where we take a look and discuss myths, misconceptions, and maybe even some unknown facts about the Jurassic Park franchise. I'm Brad. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we'll be diving deep into the misconception of InGen's livestock evolving over the Jurassic films. I don't remember that on InGen's list. It's because it wasn't on their list, and it makes you wonder what else they were up to. David, the issue we got here, and we've seen it come up from time and time again, but on our um, episode zero of Jurassic Park 3 Minutes, where we discuss the trails and TV spots for the film, and we get that voiceover mentioning that terror has evolved... And throughout the franchise, we see animal designs change, for the most part, completely without no explanation. Um, and this seems to be most most relevant, uh, relevant between uh, The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. So, sort of some of the facts we're looking at here. Um, going back to the original Lost, uh, Jurassic Park novel, something that wasn't really solidly transferred to the films is the concept of version numbers. David, you found one or the, in the uh, in the novel. There's a couple of um, animal tallies, and that they use Crichton uses throughout the uh, the novel to sort of show how how the folly of man how they didn't tell the computer to look for more animals and that sort of thing. But one thing that's part of those tallies is um, the version numbers of the animals they got currently in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the version numbers were something that was always kind of there, hidden in the background of the movies. In the the first movie, we see... When we see Nedry taking the um, vials, we can see numbers that look a lot like the version numbers from the novel uh, labeled on each vial. It's labeled with with like a TR 4.1, for example, on the Tyrannosaurus Rex... And though, I mean, that's not the exact number used in the movie, but the I, it shows that the idea of versions were kind of brought over from the novels to the films, though they weren't really touched upon. In the novels, we they were they treated the dinosaurs like software. Wu wanted to actually erase all the dinosaurs and upgrade to something he called version 4.4, which actually kind of derealized the dinosaurs to make them more like public perception. I, I find it interesting, one thing here, where you're looking... Um, I've got some screen caps here of uh, the embryonic storage, cryo, cryo storage, like you'd call it, that we see mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park, and where the um, you got the like the, to- the tower and the, uh, the rows of vials. Um, I think with the Velociraptor especially, you can actually see... You got VR for Velociraptor, obviously, but the version numbers are different. You got a 202 at the top, you got a one something, and then you got a two something below it. It, it almost seems mm-hmm. like they've kept samples of previous versions before the current ones as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, undoubtedly. I mean, it it felt very much like we got shadows of version numbers throughout mm-hmm. the movies. The first movie we see these. We see these nut vials with the the various vials. There's a whole row of them that with various numbers on them, and though we never get good look, good enough look at the vials to see if the numbers are going up or down or how what have you, we do see the Ludlow in the Lost World come back and say that they patented mm. them, they own them, they created them. These kind of almost like 
he refers to the dinosaurs as hardware, as mm. software, and in a way. Even when he's talking to the, he's giving a spiel to the investors, and he's telling them how the software is already up and yeah. running. And he, then he looks back at the copy. So very clearly, we do have this idea that Injun is tinkering with their dinosaurs. Again, going back to the first movie, in Alan Grant's dig site, he has a, a poster by um, Gregory S. Paul of a Deinonychus, and it's the accurate Deinonychus. It is clearly not what we see on the island. Mm. But when we get to the island, we can see that Injun has been tampering with their dinosaurs. They're bigger, they're bulkier, they're meaner, they're more intelligent, they're what have you, yeah. you know? And that, yeah, that's it, using using that excuse of version numbers. You can say, okay, yes, they the original Velociraptors are bigger than they're supposed to be, but that's they're not using 100% Velociraptor DNA. Mm -hmm. That actually comes back in Jurassic World, where Wu flat out states that nothing in Jurassic Park is natural, or Jurassic World for that matter. It's They've always filled in the gaps with, of the dinosaurs with other species. Mm -hmm. And that if their genomes were pure, they would look very different from what we actually see on screen. Yeah. So there is this kind of shadow admittance to version numbers in the Jurassic Park mm. movies. And though we never actually see any of any versions side by side, like say the old Velociraptor with the new Velociraptor. Actually I'm gonna rephrase that. That that's not entirely true. We do see in Jurassic World the Jurassic Park three Raptors on several layouts in the Innovation Center, which are clearly different from the Ibris Project Raptors, which again are clearly different from the um, male and female variants that we saw in Jurassic Park and the mm. Lost World. Yeah, and just for those um, listening along here, we're, um, we've once again gone back to uh, Jurassicpedia, uh, Jurassic-pedia.com for... Uh, bit of information here behind it. One article is version numbers and in-gen's morality. Um, another one is a specific um, discussion or entry on version 4.4 from the novel canon. And a third one is... You're going to have to say that because I can't. Dinosaur nom nomina... <laughs> That's nomenclature? <the> <laughs> yeah, it's dinosaur nomenclature and why it's so damn yeah, fun. <laughs> yeah. And in that article, we do have um, an excerpt from the Jurassic Park novel where Wu is asking Hammond that um, I really think you should consider my recommendations for Phase 2. We should go to version 4.4. Um, and Hammond sort of asks him, you want to replace all the current stock of animals? And Wu does, just because they're real dinosaurs. Wu wants, Wu wants slower dinosaurs, something the park can handle, staff can handle, that aren't as dangerous, and Hammond, um, Hammond wants them to be real. And that's sort of the... Um, <coughs> Yeah, that's sort of the conflict there. And which is kind of funny, because Wu says they're not real mm. now. He admits that their genome isn't pure. But then later, when he learns that the Velociraptors and some of the other dinosaurs are breeding on the island, he's, he's walking around uh, talking to himself, saying, he did it. Yeah, it was bas it's basically he, Wu's it's alive mm. moment where he's realizing he created real dinosaurs 
animals that can live, breathe, breed. Yep. You know. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot to um, a lot to go through in those articles on Pedia. So I'd, we'll include the uh, the links in the run sheet. I definitely recommend going over and checking them out because there's a lot of information there. Mm-hmm. It's sort of looking looking at the the film, the Jurassic Park film. It's sort of you're thinking that, um, or it's implied that the raptors, the Tyrannosaur, and the Gallimimus are all the end product of um, their cloning, but the novel sort of introducing those version numbers, and even on that, the refrig- the fridge, the cryo storage showing that there's actual version numbers, even though for the most part, and again this could be just the CG or whatever, what have you, but the most of the animals in Jurassic Park are looking that brownie sort of similar colours. Mm-hmm. We don't have the vibrance of the tiger-striped raptors and that like it's described in the novel. We don't get that until The Lost World, but that could sort of go into one of the other things that could be a possible issue here, and that's the fact that we're getting males and the sexual differences that we've discussed a lot in past episodes of the uh, the podcast. And again, like as Wu says in Jurassic World, it's just that public perception of what a dinosaur may look like and that taking priority over what they actually look like but yeah the uh, the sexual changes um as we discussed for a long time the difference between Jurassic Park and the Lost World in the uh creature in the animal designs you can sort of chalk it up more to the fact that here we got males on the island <laughs> and whether or not those males were grown in the lab but, and released it's not confirmed in the film but in the novel we do get we get some um documentation about testing DNA of a Gallimimus and it's referred to as being a male so what, at what stage the lab was in before the uh, before the evacuation? Sadly, mm-hmm. we're not going to really get to know. The male Gallimimus is actually mm. one of the most interesting parts of the second novel that is sadly just never touched upon. It's interesting because either purposely or inadvertently, Injun had created a male dinosaur, and they had and they had done it late in the program. So I think that after Jurassic Park, and after they found out that the dinosaurs were breeding, because this goes all the way up to the Jurassic Park incident, I think that they were trying to organize a breeding program. Now, that's just a little headcanon of mine, and flat out state that there is in no way any proof that they were trying to establish a breeding program, but, I mean... What else would they be trying to do with a well, male dinosaur? In movie movie canon, anyway, at least they had four months after the Jurassic Park incident where they're on sauna and twiddle on their thumbs. They're obviously up to something and doing something. Um, yeah. Oh, I mean that's not true of the novel, but we also have to remember that Crichton did use did kind of hybridize yeah. the second novel with the movie. Because when, I mean, he brought, for one, he brought um, Malcolm back. For another, he kind of did, I mean, he changed a lot, uh, not a lot, but he changed a, uh, several minor, minor details, some of them that were having major implications, such as, like, dating on the mm. sheets and stuff like that. They kind of imply that he was making The Lost World with a movie in mind. Which yeah. we know that he was. Yeah, and thinking, like thinking too, if about the ending of the Jurassic Park novel, just how much that mirrors Fallen Kingdom, where in the novel Hammond died, so Ingen was in chaos after it, and very soonly went into Chapter mm-hmm. Eleven, where 
it's sort of similar to what we're, or for what we know, Masrani's in at the moment, where Simon Masrani is dead, the company's in chaos, and obviously the animals were left to uh, wander Nublar on their own in the park, fall into ruin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, with the, um, I suppose, with the raptors, the biggest change we see, the sort of female versions we get in um, Jurassic Park and then into the Lost World, where there is a couple of raptors in the Lost World that sort of have that female look from Jurassic Park, but of course the uh, the ones that really stand out are the male counterparts with the orange skin and the trademark tiger stripes. And I, one, one other issue here we've got to address that is probably one of the main reasons we got such a big difference going across the films is um, the use of sort of paleontologists and that in production as consultants. Um, back in 92, when Jack Horner come on the scene, they were just making new discoveries about some of the animals. And they wanted those, most for the most part, those animals in the film to be as accurate as possible, with the two exceptions, of course, being the raptor design and the dilophosaur. Um, at the time, I don't even think it's been proven now that they had a frill and could spit, <laughs> just something that was added added for the film for the uh, Nedry set piece. I suppose more so because it was in the novel. And I do... I, I, either Spielberg or Horner has said in an interview, if you want to see real dinosaurs, you watch Jurassic Park. It was Horner who said that. And honestly, Horner, I think, is one of... Is be, is, I'm glad he wasn't asked back for Fallen Kingdom because he's become problematic. <laughs> The, he's one of the reasons why the rap, the raptors in Jurassic or Jurassic Park three look why they look. Without by two thousand one, we had a pretty good idea that Velociraptor didn't look like how it looks in these movies. And Horner and or not Horner, um, Shane Mahan, who was redesigning the raptors after uh, Johnston came in because Johnston came in and completely wiped everything that uh, Stan Winston Studio was doing. Stan Winston Studio had been planning on using the the Lost World Raptors designs that we had always known and loved. Johnson wanted something different. He wanted something that would kind of imply that the raptors were more related to birds than the reptiles. So he came, so he came in and... Shane Mahan goes one day asked uh, Horner, "Are we doing this right? I'm hearing internet chatter that our dinosaurs aren't as accurate as as the paleontologists think they are, or paleontologists, or paleontologists don't think our raptors are as accurate as um, the audience thinks they are." And Horner tells him, "Well, if you took the skull of a panda and the skull of a grizzly, they would look virtually identical." What? They look nothing alike. I mean, Google it right now. Google the skull of a panda and the skull of a grizzly bear. They look nothing alike. Well, I mean, they're much wider. This panda is much wider. It has much bigger eye sockets. The grizzly's long and snouted. I mean, the guy clearly has become apathetic to the point of where he's just he's useless. Yeah, and let's not bring up you the know? whole fact he's trying to transform a chicken into a t-rex <laughs> <laughs> which i i don't know a lot about genetics so i don't i can't comment if that's even possible or not but yeah and i think that's one of the um yeah one of the issues of him being on set sort of and i suppose the spinosaur the going from 
Baryonyx to the Spinosaur and um, all the changes that were made there. Even even behind the saying saying this, this this animal was the largest carnivore that roamed the earth and mm-hmm. yeah, it just it's just it's and it also as you're saying with Johnson just wanted something different and that whole that whole oh this 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 movie we need to sell more toys for this movie or all that sort of stuff behind the scenes as well just as the franchise progresses um, the need people in production that feel the need to um, to either up the ante or show us new things so they can sell toys or just do something different. Forgetting, completely forgetting the fact that due to the park incident and the Hurricane Clarissa hitting four months later, production on Shaun- the sauna was shut down. Now, I personally choose not to acknowledge the, um, the DPG stuff that come out for the most part because... There's some glaring issues there, and I don't. I just think it's something that was released to try and help Fallen Kingdom. But it, um, all the animals up until that point were created in the lab. Now, whether there's what current version numbers and that were happening between there and what was currently populating Jurassic Park. Um, obviously, there were some animals created in secret or just on the the, the research phase. Obviously, we get to see the Spinosaur, the um, uh, the Ceratosaurus, only seeing single animals of those and not breeding pairs, so whether single animals were produced and they're just roaming the island now as well. Yeah, because that, that sort of, as, as the um, fossil record and fossil resource improved, they sort of, yeah, as you said, wanted to show us different, different looking animals, some more realistic and some out there. But just the changes happen between films with with very little ex, um, explanation. That is where the version numbers actually come in, though. That's that's kind of the whole reason we're having this discussion is because the raptors weren't or the raptors clearly did not evolve. They, they just no. logically it would be impossible. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will ask, well, how do you know that there's version numbers though? Well, because you have to look at the history of the franchise. The history that we just discussed, the whole implications of what Engine is doing on the Isla Sorna, clearly they're making various versions of their product looking for improvis- in, or in, improvements. Mm. And it's uh, that you sort of see that in Wu's lab in Jurassic World, uh, just how much of a tinker he is, where you got all the different animals or specimens in tanks and just how he's been modifying not just dinosaurs, just all sorts of other animals as well. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with the franchise going on now, five movies in, and only now, um, it's not in-gen in control. It's someone else is going to have the ability to do this where this should have been an issue long ago, but that's for a um, <laughs> that's for a different episode. But um, Yeah, the just seeing, seeing those version numbers in the... Um, in the cryo tube, in the cryo stuff, it, in the film sort of shows you that InGen was doing this. Um, it's not just something from the novel that um, we can use to sort of explain what happens later on. And yeah, that they would have been they would have been doing a lot of stuff in that lab before the uh, the hurricane hit and it was evacuated. Anything else there we haven't touched? No, I think we there was actually pretty. I think I covered that better than I've done it than. Uh, I expect us to. Yeah, 
you know, like as I said before, I just sort of had the run sheet there to make sure the key things were touched and we've um, elaborated on some things nicely. All right, Dave, thank you for joining me for another episode of Jurassic Mysteries. Sure, no problem. Big shout out and thank you to the Patreons that have uh, helped us out this month and um, we'll have another episode up shortly. But until then, thanks Dave and we'll chat to you later. Right, talk to you later, man.